Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Three freaking days. You know what it's like to go three days without food? I get it. Don't ask me why. Ask me why in the chat. I'll tell you why. Because I like suffering, man. That's why. I like cold, freaking ice cold showers in the morning. Brutal Widowmaker sets of squats. Because the more you suffer, the more everything else looks incrementally easier around you. So I fasted for a lot of you, but that was brutal. Go update on that. A lot going on. Again, the mugshot backfires in, in spectacular fashion. I always bring receipts. Oh my gosh, that's just your opinion. Uh, it's not my opinion. It's seven million, seven point one million dollars worth of opinions. A lot to talk about. Big weekend of news. Today's show brought to you by Tommy John. My favorite reads because I'm wearing Tommy John's right now. You want to see? Look, check them out. Oh. That's my Tommy John. You like that? <laughs> Listen, are the boys sticking to your thighs right now? Because the summer heats up. It only gets worse. Well, I'm worried. I got to prove to you. I'm not, I don't make it up. I wear Tommy John. I love them. Tommy John underwear is a cooling solution to sticky situations. When you wear Tommy John's, you're that much more comfortable. You can do everything better. Tommy John underwear is dozens of comfort innovations. Like breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands that can keep you seven degrees cooler than cotton with over 20 million pairs sold. A lot of those, me, and thousands of five-star reviews. Balls across America love their Tommy John's. There's no flopping, sticking, or shaving. That's why Tommy John's have customers. They have fanatics like this guy. What has two thumbs and wears Tommy John's? This dude. They're the most comfortable boxer briefs ever. There's no downside. Buy a pair you want to wear. You won't want to wear any other underwear again. That's another fanatic there. You can bet your balls. You're always going to be covered by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash Dan. 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash Dan. Gentlemen, your ladies will thank you later for picking these up. Ladies, they got stuff for you too. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. The greatest read ever that was. See site for details. All right, Joseph. Let's go, Daddy-O. It's Monday. Happy Monday, Dano. Good to see you on this weekend. Walked up here into yeah. the studio. Justin is back yeah. for another show. He has abandoned us completely to go play cards or something like that. I'm not sure he's ever coming back. So, Justin, you leaving us tomorrow? <laughs> Give, leaving today, everybody give a good goodbye to a nice, big, uh, healthy goodbye to Justin. He'll be back, of course, uh, you know, during this next break. But he ran the show with Joseph, and Joe, he did pretty good, right? Yeah, this guy's been yeah, knocking around. Well. So if we have no technical hangups today, we may fire Guy. Guy may be not. Guy, you may not come back tomorrow <laughs> if you're watching the show. Guy, you can jump in the chat and defend yourself, but this may be your last day. Firing? They may, yeah, maybe the end of them. Sorry, I, I kid. We love Guy. I'm joking. Guy's entitled to a day off too. So I did this three day fast this weekend because it's good for autophagy. You know, killing off old senescent cells that are no good and pouring uh, dumping junk into your body and garbage dumping junk into your body. So let me tell you something. Day one wasn't too bad. I've done that before for medical procedures. You know, anesthesia, you fast for a day, whatever. Day two was brutal. 12 hours into day three, I was like dreaming of food. And I don't even mean good food. I mean, like if there was like a dead vulture on the side of the road on the Florida Turnpike a mile from my house and like Hope Sound or whatever, I would have considered chewing on it. I was that hungry. So I woke up this morning and I finally had some food. I do these weekend updates only on Monday. I'm sorry, I don't want to waste your time. But I finally had some food. I thought it would feel better than it did. I had to move into eating again slow. 
And by the way, don't do this if you haven't checked with your doctors. If you have like diabetes or some condition, you go into like, you know, glow glucose blood shock and stuff. But let me tell you, by this morning when I got up, you know, almost 70 hours into this thing, I was like so loopy I could barely move. I had three, four cups of coffee, had just a little bit of milk and a small banana, you know, an overload your system. And then I finally just ate and had like lunch. So I'm rare to go. I'm rare to go. Way too many cups of blackout coffee. All right, now let's get to the serious stuff. By the way, just one quick note. I lost 10 pounds in 72 hours. I gained back five in about five hours. So I started 205. I weighed myself this morning. It was 195.6. So I'm a little over, actually nine pounds, a nine plus, right? And then after I ate in about six hours in a workout and some water, I was up to like 200.5 or something. So a lot of that's probably muscle. Some of it's fat. A good amount's probably fat. Some of it's water too. But I feel great. feel amazing. I don't know if I'll be doing that again. It depends. I got to talk to Paul about it. So the mugshot continues to backfire with the biggest double-barreled middle finger in political history. Imagine Politico having to write this story, fellas. Imagine the horror of Alex Isenstadt having to type up this headline on Politico. Trump raised... 7.1 million after the Georgia <laughs> booking mugshot. Ding, ding, ding. How do you say, how do you say you effed up for a thousand, Alex? I mean, you want to talk about screwing this thing up. The guy's poll numbers have not gone down at all. Some show them going up and he raises $7.1 million, million in basically 48 to 72 hours in the time I was fasting. I, I need you to put that in perspective because I've actually run for office. Senate, Congress, you know the story, right? In my three campaigns, and we ran pretty decently funded campaigns. In my three campaigns, we didn't raise $7.1 million. We raised about six and a half, I think. I don't know. You can check the FEC records. I think it was like 1.9, 1.8. Well, maybe even less. Maybe like five. And it may be one at the end. This guy raised $7.1 million in about two or three days. That should show you how much the American people are tired of the police state we're living in now. And there's a lot of stuff going around about this, by the way. This persecution of Donald Trump is obvious to a lot of people of all races and incomes. And liberals keep poking the bear. This is a huge mistake. And I want to address something that's kind of like hanging out like an elephant in a room. I got to be honest with you, man. I'm getting a little tired of whatever influencers on Twitter or others who are black. I am not black. People think I'm black. It's set off and I'm Italian and Irish. My last name is Bongino. I'm not black. I, I, I was on Wikipedia once a long time ago as a list of prominent black conservatives. I'm not black. I don't speak for the black community. I don't speak for the Hispanic community any more than I speak for the Italian or Irish community, which are I am, which I am. I don't know anything about the Irish community. I'll be honest with you. I know very little about the Italian community. There are very, very few Italians who live around my house. There were a lot of Italians who lived around my house when I lived in New York, a lot of them, but I don't speak for any community. I speak for Dan. However, I don't treat black voters any different than I treat Italian or Irish voters. So I'm getting a little tired of people on Twitter mouthing off, pretending because they're black or Hispanic that they speak for the black community either. People aren't freaking robots. They're not automatons. The melanin level of your skin doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. Now, 
Other people may treat you poorly because of that, because racism is a real thing. But that speaks more to that asshole than it does to anything about the melanin content of your skin. Can we please stop with this overgeneralizing? It is ridiculous. Every time someone says, hey, Donald Trump may be doing okay with some members of the black community and maybe moving up in the polls a little bit. It doesn't mean every member of the black community. It just means we're talking about polls. I'm really tired of a lot of these, again, influencers out there trying to shit on this guy. Here we go. Hey, the black community is not going to. You don't know what the black community is going to do. You have no idea. If you did, you would go and change it and do it. Stop treating black voters like they're some weird subset of the population. They are American citizens who have the same damn concerns you and I do. Kids, jobs, soccer games, baseball games, basketball games, uh, chess games, whatever their kids are doing, their kids' school, God. I ran in Maryland in the United States Senate race. It has one of the largest populations per capita of black voters anywhere in America. There's nothing weird about going up and knocking on. Don't talk to black voters any different than you do anyone else. I, I'm sorry, but it's just really on my mind all weekend with this. You, did you see it too, Joe? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He sometimes is around I social media. Oh, it's just revolting. They talk about black voters. Like, we have to, like, talk to black voters different. Like, they, why? Why do you have to do that? The fact of the matter is Donald Trump is being persecuted. No, that doesn't mean because Donald Trump is in jail that black voters will relate more because it involves jail. It just means a lot of black voters, like a lot of white voters struggling, like the whole Oliver Anthony song who happens to be white and turns out apparently doesn't even like a lot of us anyway. A lot of people feel like the system effed them over. So when they see Donald Trump getting effed over, it's not because they're black. It's because they feel like they got effed over. Sorry for that rant, but I got to tell you, all weekend, I, I'm, I'm really getting annoyed. I responded back to someone this morning. Adam, you don't know nothing about the black community. Apparently, you don't either. Apparently, you don't. It really, it would happen to be a black influencer. You guys don't know anything about the black community. Oh, you do? So let me get this straight. You've got the formula to get black voters over to the conservative side where we really, really want black voters, white voters, Hispanic voters who care about the country, Asian voters, whatever. Do you, but, oh, so you don't have it either. So maybe shut the fuck up, okay? And let us just do our thing and treat black voters like we treat every other child of God. How about that? By the way, here's one of my favorites. Here's You know Shamika Michelle? She's been on my radio show a couple times. She tears it up. Here's Shamika Michelle. She, another, she's just like, hey, man. She's just like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not down with this Biden thing at all. What, should we just discount this? Because she's, oh, she's black, so we got to talk to her. I'm not talking to Shamika any different than I talk to anyone else. And apparently she's not talking to anyone else like they're different either. Give a round of applause after this one. Check this out. Some say he's racist and tweets like a kid while overlooking all the good shit that he did. Okay. I ashamed of my president a little bit. I'd rather have an alpha male than a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I don't care if Shamika's black or she's a woman. I don't care about any of that. Shamika Michelle feels like a lot of people. They'd rather have a guy sticking it to the man than the man sticking it to the man. It is funny. You're damn right it's funny. By the way, people aren't stupid. 
again, talking to black voters, like they're somehow their brains operate different than you. Like they don't have an amygdala or a cerebral cortex is racist. They're not different. Their dads, their moms, their uncles, their sons, their brothers. You think they're not capable of processing how full of shit the Democrats are? The Democrats sticking a guy in jail repeatedly. Donald Trump sticking him in jail for objecting to what everybody knows was at minimum a shady election in 2020. At minimum. At minimum. And yet Democrats have done the exact same thing. I'm playing this again for those of you who missed it. Here's a little mini supercut of Democrats, none of them under arrest or being prosecuted, for doing the exact same thing, questioning an election. You think black voters don't see this? Wait, they're different than you? Take a look. 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. I object to the votes from the state of Wisconsin, which were not, should not be legally certified. No debate. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes no were no not. Debate. There's no debate. And I object to the certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. Um, I object. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. The objection cannot be entertained. The Counting debate is not in order. Ballot. Even with the there is no debate in order. Is it signed by a senator? There is no debate. There is no debate in the joint session. There is no debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. And the mass. Please come to order. The objection cannot be received. But the Russian Section 18, Title 3 of the United States code prohibits debate in the joint session. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask, is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? There is no debate. Folks, everyone can see what's going on here. The Democrats are doing the exact same thing. By the way, I titled today's video, The Next Evolution, basically, of their plot to take down Trump. I'm going to get to that in a second, because what I warned you is going to happen is happening now. Again, do you think black and Hispanic voters and Asian voters don't see this? You think they're any different? Folks, I'm really sorry, but that's a racist statement. It is in its very essence. Oh, we need to talk to black voters different. They, they need to be treated different. Why do they need to be? What, 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 what are you talking about? They're human beings that have the same exact concerns you do. Job security, health care. You think they don't care about this stuff? That's the damn problem is that we're so freaking afraid. We're so terrified of talking to people like they're human beings. You know, if you talk to black people like they're not, if you don't talk to them special, then you're not coddling them and you don't care. And then when you say we don't need to coddle black people, they have the same exact concerns white people and Asian people do. Why do we need to go? Oh my gosh, that's racist. Do nothing. You can just ignore the bullshit. I promise you, you will never go wrong with this golden rule. Treat people like human beings and disregard the skin color and you will be a-okay. I promise you, we'll make it a Bongino rule. And the fact that Trump has so many people terrified of movement within the black vote towards Trump tells me we're doing something right. By the way, it's, it's not just Trump. DeSantis made a major move with the black vote down here in Florida. Female black voters. Did he get 50%? No, nowhere close. 
but he moved enough of them on the school choice issue to win the governor's race in the first term. It's not just Trump. Don't tell me people aren't changing. I get really pissed off about this topic. Here, this is from Fox this weekend. Polls show dwindling black support for Biden. Look at these numbers. 2020, Biden, 91% support amongst black voters. Look at it now, 61%. Look at Trump. He went from eight to 20. Now, Joe, I'm not good at math, but eight is more, 20 is more than double eight, right? Is it, hold on, um, carry this. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Joe's checking it out on his oh, calculator. That's really cool. Yeah, See, yeah that's good. That's a good thing. So why are we bitching about it on social media? I'm really sorry, but I don't really care what color your skin is. Don't tell me like, oh, nothing's going to happen. You don't speak for, yeah, you don't speak for black people either. I speak for me about issues that people black and otherwise care about. So let's cut the bullshit, huh? I didn't even forget the liberals. I'm talking about conservatives. This was going on all weekend. Because there's a really big argument out there about what's happening. Someone said, I said, oh, you don't need suburban mom support. Some moron on Friday. That's not what I said. Of course, Trump should. We If we can't get a lot of suburban moms, yeah, it's a big problem. All I was saying is that the black vote and the Hispanic vote, which seem to be moving, maybe can compensate. Not that we don't need anyone. Of course you need people. What do you think I'm talking to black voters who are going to vote, even if he does well, in probably less proportions than suburban moms? Because every vote matters. Folks, we have so many negative Nancys. This primary is making me sick. I said it on Friday. I'll say it again. I am not trying to be anyone's friend. I love you in the chat. I am loyal. But I owe you a quality show full of facts and data and an honest opinion. And let me tell you something. As Brother Leo told me, Brother Leo was a counselor in my school. I went to a Catholic college. It was run by the, uh, by the Maris brothers. He passed. Brother Leo said, he's, they, they do these counseling sessions all the time. He said, Dan, real men walk alone. When you don't have an opinion and you don't have enemies, then you don't have a show because you're full of shit. I've said from the start, DeSantis supporters, you are supporting the greatest governor in the country. I love Governor DeSantis. I choose to endorse Donald Trump. I love Ron DeSantis. If he's the nominee, I will vigorously support him too. If you don't like that, you're going to take shit shots at me and you think that's going to help? Go fuck yourself. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I love the governor. I love the governor. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about what he did in Florida. It's a miracle what he did down here. I believe Donald Trump was wrong and deserves another shot. If you don't like it, I don't give a shit. I'm not trying to be anybody's friend. I'm just trying to be an honest, candid host rather than a fence sitter who tries to put his lips on everyone's ass to make everybody feel good. I'm not kissing up the black influencers or Hispanic influencers. I don't give a shit. I care about people, God-given rights, and winning the damn election and saving the country. That's what I care about. And if Ron DeSantis is the nominee, then you will expect a full-throated endorsement from me after. I happen to support Trump now. I'm really sorry if that opinion doesn't make you happy. All weekend, I had to block like 50 people because we blocked dipshits on Twitter telling me what I said when they could just listen to the show themselves. Probably tell them I'm a little pissed off today. I want to win, folks. I want to win. I want to win. All right. Here's what I got coming up next. The next evolution is starting in the plot to interfere in this election. And I told you it was going to happen. And now it's speeding up. And ladies and gentlemen, if you think for a second, 
Oh, they're not going to do that. That's a bridge too far. Uh, how many times have we said that before? And they turned around. Yeah, like every time. Stay tuned. Helix sleep. I slept like a baby last night. One of the weirdest things about fasting, folks, is you get this by like hour 48. You start to get these massive releases of growth hormone, which helped me sleep. I slept like a baby last night. I sleep on a Helix sleep mattress. <laughs> it's true. Deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com. Take the sleep quiz. It takes just a couple minutes. I was matched to the Midnight Lux. I love it. Helix knows everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match based on your body type and sleep preferences. When you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. When you receive your Helix mattress, you'll be obsessed with it. It's quick and fun to unbox, and you won't believe how well you'll sleep. You'll wake up feeling rested and refreshed. They have a 10-year warranty. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. This mattress is second to none. I sleep on it, love it. So do my kids, my mother-in-law, father, everyone. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners in honor of Labor Day. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan and use code helixpartner25. Helix, H-E-L-I-X, partner25. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Love my Helix mattress. Slept like a champion last An hour and 20 minutes of deep sleep, which for me is like a record. That growth hormone was just pouring into my system, healing everything up. I felt great when I woke up this morning. So I warned you about this. The next evolution in election interference has begun. There's an attorney out there by the name of Lawrence Kaplan. He has now filed a challenge uh, to keep Donald Trump off of the 2024 ballot. I told you it wasn't going to stop. And where are they going? Anybody remember what vehicle I said they were going to use? Dun, dun, dun. Yes, sir. The 14th Amendment. You notice this all happened at the same time? Because the left, yes, Joe's like, huh, huh that's weird. Uh, what happens? The left doesn't need to openly collude. They all know because of the focus groups, the NGOs, the Soros groups, they all know what to do. They don't have to talk to each other or email each other. They know exactly what to do. They know this is going really poorly for them. That with each arrest, follow me, with each arrest and indictment of Donald Trump, his poll numbers go up and he separates further from the primary pack and further from Biden. And they also know that everything they pull, like the mugshot meant to embarrass them, has blown up in their face spectacularly. So this weekend, did you notice it? All of this talk now about the 14th Amendment, which would disqualify someone from electoral office in the United States if they participated in an insurrection. Oh, notice they used that word before. Maybe it was deliberate. Maybe it was. All of a sudden this weekend, that's all we're hearing about is the 14th Amendment. This attorney pops this lawsuit. And then, oh, looky here, ABC News, 14th Amendment, Section 3, a new legal battle against Trump takes shape. <laughs> Dude, that's, what a coincidence. Isn't that crazy, guys, how that creeped up? Yeah, it's really crazy, Dan. Totally nuts. I'm sure it's an accident, folks. A 14th Amendment lawsuit, and then ABC puts its op-ed out. It's just like a total dink, right? So what's the 14th Amendment? Well, the 14th Amendment that would disqualify Trump, with air quotes, says that a public official is not eligible to assume public office if they, quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or had given aid or comfort to enemies thereof, unless they are granted amnesty by a two-thirds vote of Congress. Huh. That's strange because a couple of things here, guys. Was Donald Trump ever charged with insurrection or rebellion against the United States? I'm, oh, he, what? Joe says he wasn't. Justin, do you remember that? 
Uh, yeah, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Good point, Jeff. Uh, I don't remember that either because Joe would be correct. That's not happened. He's not charged it. And here's a weird thing, guys. Uh, there was an impeachment over this, correct? The second one. And if I remember correctly, there was a trial in the Senate. And, oh, that's right. Trump was convicted. Oh, he wasn't convicted. Justin's like, no, he wasn't. You messed that up. Thank you, Justin. So he goes to school. I got to go back to school. So he was either charged with insurrection or rebellion against the United States. And when he was impeached for fake charges of insurrection or rebellion, they lost the trial in the Senate. It's so strange. So weird. So that sounds to me like the 14th Amendment charge about an insurrection or rebellion in the United States, keeping them off the ballot. That sounds to me like that's a political accusation, not a legal one. Am I? You think I nailed it? But I'm not a lawyer. So what do I know? I mean, I would think like if you're legally going to keep someone off a ballot for insurrection, then you should legally be kept off the ballot for legal insur insur insurrection. Insur now, Justin's like, that's logic. Shut up, dude. He's like, that's why I'm leaving tomorrow. It's way too much around you. Here, in case you think, by the way, this all isn't coordinated with a winky, winky, nod, nod. They all know what to do. Here's Jason Johnson, an absolute moron. I debated this guy at a Politicon event, one of the dumbest people I've ever been on stage with. I, I debated about Spygate. He knew nothing about the case, humiliated himself. It was hilarious to watch. He had to have the moderator save him. He was so stupid. Here's Jason Johnson on MSNBC saying again, the quiet part out loud, that they've got to make up insurrection charges that are totally political to try to legally keep Trump off the ballot. Here, take a listen. I'm not happy. Right. Because as far as I'm concerned, the the all of these court cases, all of these indictments don't mean anything if he's still able to run for president next year. If, 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 unless he is found uh, disqualified for running for president, he is still a danger to our democracy. So if this is a step in the direction of preventing him from running again or forcing him to step down, then it's great. If well, it's let not, me, let me push you it's on that window dressing in the process. I mean, they're not hiding it, man. They're not. Nobody's hiding anything. They're not hiding anything. You've got people on MSNBC openly talking about basically a coup d'etat, disrupting the constitutional republic and interfering in yet another election to take down their political opponents who could be the president of the United States. That's what they're talking about. They make no mistake. Folks, they will not stop. Everything you think won't happen will. Let me repeat that. Everything you think won't happen will. Oh, they won't put him in a jail cell. Oh, they will. Oh, they'll try. They won't take a mugshot. Already done. They won't indict him. Already happened. Oh, it's not like the White House is going to openly collude with the special counsel's office either to make sure that Hunter Biden stays out of trouble while Donald Trump goes to jail. Oh, look. Oh, oh my gosh. That happened this way. That's so crazy. That happened this weekend, too. New York Post article, John Levine. You can read it in my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. Biden staffers met with special counsel Jack Smith's aides before the Trump indictment. No, no. The White House counsel's office met with a top aide to Smith just weeks before he brought charges against Trump for these allegations, raising serious concerns about coordinated legal efforts aimed at Biden's opponent in 2024. Jay Bratt, who joined the special counsel team November 2022, shortly after it was formed, took a meeting at the White House with Caroline Saba, Deputy Chief of Staff to the White House Counsel's Office. White House visitor log show. I'm sure it was totally innocent. I'm sure it was completely innocent. They were talking about the hummus plate at the White House met. 
The weather, yes, Justin, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They're talking about the weather. Dan Goldman's going to be like, it was the weather, small talk. It's always the weather. It's always the weather. The weather's very cloudy around the Biden administration. They won't stop. Folks, they won't stop. They can't stop now. Because as Biden falls farther and farther behind in Trump and national polls and swing state polls, some are good, some are not so good. I'm not suggesting this election is a walk. I'm, the primary's not even over. However, Trump is in very good shape in the primary and looks to be in decent, not great, not good, but decent shape in the general. We still got some work to do because, yes, we do need voters of all stripes and all colors and all races and all sexes. But as this starts to heat up and Donald Trump closes that gap and maybe takes a steady, consistent lead on Biden nationally, you are going to see the crazy ramp up. Folks, I need you to get prepared. You know, uh, I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter, very smart. And the ones that see what, what's going on, I'm warning you right now. Whatever you think about this, not, this isn't going to happen and that isn't going to happen, it's going to happen. And you need to get hardened up to it right now. It won't stop. And in case you think any of this, by the way, is about principles or anything else, liberals hated the Fulton County uh, judicial court jail processing system before Trump. Here's a great article by Charlotte Hazard, just the news. Before liberals cheered Fulton County jail booking of Trump, they decried its deplorable conditions. Merrick Garland even said in a statement, people in prisons and jails are entitled to basic protections of their civil rights. It's just not Trump. So in case you're on the left and you're going to sit here and tell me it's all about principles, when Fulton County prosecuted Donald Trump, they were your favorites. But when you can use it for an anti-police sentiment, you hated them. And Fulton County, it's hilarious that you fell for this stupidity. Not the people, but Fannie Willis and that ridiculous sheriff who's an, who's an outrage to law enforcement everywhere. Folks, there's a solution for this. Defund all of these investigations. Mike Davis brought it up last week, and it was a brilliant move. If you were a member of Congress and the Senate, your next budget coming up, which we're only a couple months away from this, defund. Defund all of these investigations and any state prosecuting a presidential candidate before the election, cut off their funds. Cut them off. Have some balls. Get it done. Just remember, it's going to have to get bad enough for people to change, folks. And it's not bad enough yet. I'll show you what I mean coming up after this break. Got a, a last couple sponsors. Always appreciate your patience. They're here for you. Folks, here's the hard reality. Things are going to get ugly soon. I wish they weren't going to get ugly because I have kids and you have kids and I love this great country, but we're in a really bad spot. It's not the worst spot we've ever been in. Just go back to like the Gilded Age. You can look at people sharpening knives on the floor at Capitol Hill, but it is bad. And it's time to prepare now, especially with everything going on in China. It was a troubling article this weekend about China, their economy collapsing. It's time to get emergency food. Get it now. Get it right away. It's better to have it and not need it then need it and not have it. I do it. I don't speak with forked tongue. I just got two new deliveries this week. That was that FedEx box I was complaining about at the end of my driveway. That was the Patriot Supply food. I didn't even realize I had to open it because it comes in this uh, kind of discreet packaging. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high quality emergency food. Head on over to the website, preparewithbongino.com. You'll save $200 on your three-month emergency food kit for My Patriot Supply. Get one for every member of the family. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up now before panic sets in. Free shipping's automatic. Your order ships fast. Go to preparewithbongino.com. 
That's preparewithbongino.com. Thanks, my Patriot Supply. And our last sponsor today is, is that right? There you go. Omaha Steaks. Everybody steals Omaha Steaks from my freezer. Justin now too. Joe, you're welcome to fleece them as well if you'd like. Yeah, go right ahead, Joe. No, Justin knows where they are. So Labor Day's right around the corner. Omaha Steaks are inviting you to celebrate summer's last hurrah with 50% off site-wide during their Labor Day sale. Go to omahasteaks.com. Enter Bongino, my last name in the search bar shop, all the exclusive Labor Day packages like the Grillers Labor Day Feast. This package is the perfect sampling of everything that makes Omaha Steaks unforgettable. Plus, when you type Bongino in the search bar, you get eight free mouth-watering burgers, eight free gourmet jumbo franks with your order. You're going to want to hurry. This exclusive offer is only available for a limited amount of time. Celebrate summer's last hurrah with 50% off site-wide during the Omaha Steaks Labor Day sale. Remember, the only way to get this amazing deal is to head on over to omahasteaks.com and enter Bongino in the search bar to shop the Labor Day sale and get eight Omaha Steaks burgers and eight jumbo franks free with select packages, including that special Grillers Labor Day feast. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It is the best steak of your life, guaranteed. I was a customer way before they run ads on this show. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword Bongino. omahasteaks.com, keyword Bongino. Visit omahasteaks.com for details. Thanks for your patience. We always appreciate it. So, folks, defund these investigations. Defund any states investigating presidential candidates before an election. Unless they're guilty of some kind of murder that you can prove, there's absolutely no reason to be investigating these people before a presidential election. None, unless you want to interfere with the election. There's no reason to do it. There's no reason to do it. Besides, we have state crimes anyway. Even if one of them decided to go whack someone, that would be, be prosecuting the state crimes. They defund these idiots. Defund them. Defund it. It's nonsense. But things aren't bad enough yet. Here's what I mean. I saw this video on social media this weekend. Here's downtown San Francisco. You think things are bad? That things aren't bad enough yet? If you're not voting after seeing this stuff in your major liberal-run cities, then I'm sorry, folks. You're waiting for the apocalypse to show up. Take a look at this. Oh, it is running. Oh, okay, thank you. Sorry. I'm going to be reminded of that sometimes. You're not voting now after seeing that? Forget it. You're done. There's nothing I can tell you. You want that in your city? What are those people even doing? Are they even alive? Is that like Walking Dead Zombies? Is that like The Last of Us or something like that? Like, what? Although, really, are they even alive? I think about this. I think about this a lot. Like, even though I'm obsessed with life hacks, sleep, saunas, cold, cold uh, plunges, right? Eating healthy, uh, field of greens, deuterium depleted water I drink all the time, right? I am obsessed with health. I even wake up some mornings feeling like crap. What the hell is this? You got these guys, they never eat anything, mainlining themselves with, with meth, massive infections all over their skin from constantly injecting themselves with dirty needles. You're okay with this? These are your cities, man. When people talk about systematic racism, again, I remind people when they see things like that, that that system is exclusively run by liberals. There's your systematic racism. Agree with them. Systematic racism is real. Liberals run the system. It's racist and it screws over minorities and poor people. And that's what you get every single time. Folks, this is what we're dealing with in this next election, too. And by the way, a lot of those cities and a lot of those drug problems don't only happen in black or Hispanic dominated cities. They happen in Appalachia. They happen in, in urban areas, in rural areas. They happen all over the place. Okay. This is why I keep telling you, I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not going to be suckered into this debate that we're not allowed to talk to black voters or what. No, don't buy any of that shit. We're going to talk to people like human beings. And the message is going to resonate if we're consistent. And yes, they are. Someone said to me this morning, you don't understand. Black voters are being bombarded with propaganda from every direction. Fine. 
So are white voters. What are we going to do? Give up? I'm not doing that. Black voters, like anyone else, need to see stuff like this. Here's the confusion in the Biden administration. Look at his tweet. I thought they don't know what a woman is. You just nominated someone, Joe Biden, for the Supreme Court, Kentanji Brown Jackson, who claimed on the stand under oath that she could not define what a woman is, which is the single dumbest answer ever given on Capitol Hill. And my gosh, is that saying a lot? And yet here's Joe Biden with a tweet. Every American is guaranteed a better future when women and girls can reach their full potential. What's a woman and a girl? Is there a community note on that? Why not? Why, why not? What, if, if we don't know, the, the idiots on the left, if you don't know what a woman or a girl is and you can't define what a woman is, didn't Matt Walsh do a whole movie on this? They can't define what a woman is? Then why would you send out a tweet about a woman and a girl reaching their full potential? Why don't you define it first? Just an idea. Here's how confused this idiot is. This is the moron we're running against. You're telling me this message isn't going to resonate in minority communities too? Here he is this weekend. By the way, I don't think this was a mix-up. Here's Joe Biden saying half the women in his cabinet are women. Here, check this out. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than, more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in, the, in my administration are women. People thought that was a screw-up. I'm not sure it is. I, I, I went to one with Biden. Who I mean, guys, is it a screw-up? I don't know. Joe Biden's so dumb, oatmeal brains. I have no idea if it's a screw-up or not because he's so stupid. And even when he was dumb before, his brains turned into oatmeal and SpaghettiOs, okay? So now when, no one even knows. He can't even get a sentence out. But he probably means that. More than half the women in my cabinet identify as women, even though they're women. Who knows? This is how crazy it is that you're like, wait, is he playing dipsy do flip on us? People put this out this week. Look at this guy. I don't know what he's talking about. He may be dead serious. Half the women in my cabinet are actually women. We don't know. This... You're telling me black voters are different. They don't, they, they look at this different. Oh, no, no. They think this is great. No, I'm, I'm no, 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 I don't buy it. No, I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I don't care what color your skin is. You're not going to convince me that black and Hispanic voters and Asian voters are watching this. What's up, woman? And then, oh, by the way, Joe knows this area. Well, Joe, you ever heard of Montgomery County, Maryland? Once oh, or twice? Yes, I have, Dan. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have. Yeah, I've heard of it too. I ran there for office twice. Uh, Montgomery County, Maryland. Otherwise known as what, Joe? occupied Montgomery County, Maryland, because it's largely communist. It is one of the most liberal counties, if not the most liberal county in Maryland, which yep. is funny because it's a liberal state. Joe knows it well. I know it well. Montgomery County, Maryland, a judge upheld mandatory LGBTQ sexual indoctrination instruction in Maryland public schools, even for uniquely vulnerable neurodivergent students. National Review headline right there. Again, uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, which has a large swath of uh, black voters in there. There are a lot of black voters in Maryland. You think they're, again, we should treat them differently here? Like, oh, no, they want this. They definitely, you speak for all of them, right? They speak for all black voters. Right? They, want, well, they want their kids being sexually indoctrinated in grammar school pursuant to a court order. Yes, yes, I'm sure they definitely want that. All right, listen, viewer discretion here. The video is tough to watch, okay? But I need you to watch it anyway. This is Josie Romero. This is heartbreaking. This is a child who apparently was confused about gender. Who knows where it came from? The child, the parents, friends, nobody knows. I don't know. I don't know this family at all. But I want you to watch this. This is heartbreaking. This is what happens when you allow young kids who may be confused about a lot of things, not just gender or anything else, 
when you allow them to make life-changing decisions. Watch this. ...is irreversible and would make Josie sterile. But Josie and her mother never doubted it was the right thing until an unexpected conversation happened one afternoon. But on the inside, where nobody else can see? Yeah. Are you a boy or are you a girl? Maybe I'm a boy inside and a girl outside. Really? Yeah, is that true? Only you know the answer to that. So if you wanted to grow up to be a man, yeah. would you tell me? Mm, yeah. Hey, if you wanted to grow up and be a man, you could. I want to be... Sometimes I think I'm a boy, sort of, but I want to be a girl. Yeah. Would you love me if I'm a boy? Of course. I would love you no matter what. I always have, and I always will. It was the first time Vanessa ever heard Josie sound uncertain. Can you imagine that? We don't let kids vote, drink alcohol, do drugs, handle firearms, serve in the military. We don't let kids make life-changing medical. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. So um, just to be clear, we're going to let a kid permanently cut off their genitalia, sterilize themselves, and mutilate their bodies. Kids whose brains are not mature enough to even vote to serve in the military, none of that. Their bodies and brains, it's called childhood for a reason. But we want to sterilize these kids. You see the confusion in that child's face? The, the, and the, the mom. Really? You're just leaving this up to the, 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 this poor child. Folks, again, we've got an election coming up. You understand now why I'm so pissed off on Monday morning about people talking about, oh, you know what, we got to, this isn't worrying. You, you think minority voters don't see this too? You think they don't see the cultural revolution being jammed down, my, down their throats? Watch this. This is an NBC clip. I want you to watch this doctor in one of the most disgusting pieces of emotional blackmail you'll ever see. You know, it's interesting. You know, you've got high suicide rates in coal miners in West Virginia, white working class people around the country, Hispanic working class struggling folks around the country. You've got suicide rates going up there, too. Nobody talks about that. The only time they want to justify mutilating kids' bodies is by bringing up the emotional blackmail of where they could kill themselves. A lot of people could kill themselves. That doesn't mean we mutilate their bodies and, and cut, their, cut their genitals off. Listen to this crap from a doctor. To me, it seems ridiculous to have a, a kid at age 12, 13, 14 deciding whether they want to have biological children when they're 20, 30, or 40. I mean, Well, they make the decision to kill themselves at 12 and 13. That's a pretty powerful decision. We take an oath. First, do no harm. If doing nothing is doing harm, you have to do something. Uh, folks, the, to the medical people out there in the medical community doing this stuff, I'm, I'm listen to me and listen close. I am. I'm, it, it, I know there is a God. I know there is a God, and I know sooner or later there's going to be a reckoning for this. And when we humanity comes out of the other side of this, because we've gone through crazy points, the Salem witch trials, the slavery, the imprisonment of the Japanese during World War II, who did nothing wrong. We have done incredibly dumb things. We're a great country, but we've done a lot of dumb stuff. I am assuring you, 
You are those people that when history looks back through a saner lens on what's happening now and the mutilating of kids' bodies and the sterilization of kids for some delusional belief system you did to advance your communist agenda, I promise you, you will be looked at in horror. No different than a child looks back on a great, great, great grandparent now who may have owned a slave or participated in some disgusting identity politics discriminatory event and says, you know what? I'm embarrassed. He'll be embarrassed for you too. I promise you. And to those fighting for these kids and their dignity and their ability to live a childhood, confused or not, but make decisions when they're ready to, I want you to know you are absolutely on the right side of this. You are absolutely on the right side of this. Have no fear. Chest out, chin up. I don't care what they do to you, ban you, boycott you, fire you. You cannot let these kids go. They matter. They matter. They're all we've got. You want a children of men future with that Clive Owen movie where no one can give birth anymore? This is a civilizational suicide going on right now. And we've all got to get back and get in this fight hard. Folks, there's an election coming up, too. And something I was thinking about this weekend. Another thing I'm tired of, there's someone in the chat said, uh, can we move on to the, polit- to the politics? It's a political show, bro. What do you think we do here? Sports? I saw someone in the chat. What do, you, what do you think this show is about? Politics is the essence of power. Power is everything. Politics is projecting power. It's using the power of persuasion to gain political office to project power. And for us to project power means to empower individuals and God-given civil civil liberties. That's what this show is about. We do protecting the kids. If that's not your thing, man, this show ain't for you either. There's an election coming up. And this weekend I was sitting home and I'm going through social media because my brain was like operating on 100% ketones. I was getting that fruity breath and everything, which is the worst. You ever been in ketosis? You know what I mean? But you get this weird, like, 48-hour point without eating. You get this period of just bizarre kind of lucid. You're so crystal clear. I don't know if it's your brain telling you, get clear and go look for food or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an evolutionary biologist. But it's real. So I decided to do some show prep. I came up to the office yesterday. And I saw this popped up. Biden did this ridiculous green screen economic video where he tries to tell you how he's all about building an economy from the bottom up, from the bottom up and the middle out. Listen to me. Nobody's effed over the middle class more than Joe Biden. No one. I'm going to prove it to you coming up. Watch the video first. Check this out. I want to share with you my economic vision to grow our economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. Trickle down economics is the belief that we should cut taxes for the wealthy and big corporations and expect it to trickle down to everyone else. That we should shrink public investment in roads, bridges, and water systems, airports, and public education. Well, when put into practice, trickle-down economics fail. Folks, the guy can't even speak. Let me tell you about you. The guy can't even speak. And Justin just said it right. They probably did 100 takes, and this was probably the best one. Can you imagine what the other takes look like? He probably did five, six hundred takes to get to that video. So here's Biden telling you that he's using trickle down economics to fight for the middle class. Nobody's effed over the middle class more than him. We're going to play it again, folks. Yes, if you're tired of this video, no, you want to see this video again. Yes means you're tired of it because of P1s. You've seen this a lot. No, keep playing it. 
Here is the great legend, Thomas Sowell. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no such thing as trickle-down economics. It is not a thing. There is no, he's, you understand he's making this up? Here, listen to this. President Obama in December of last year, the market will take care of everything. They tell us jobs and prosperity will eventually trickle down to everyone else. In April of this year, during the Bush years, the wealthy got wealthier, but prosperity sure didn't trickle down. In July, this past summer, Barack Obama, we've tried it their way. It didn't work. We were told that prosperity would start at the top and then trickle down. Close quote. Where does this... Trickle, where does this phrase trickle down come from? Oh, I don't know. It was as far back as, uh, as, the, as the first, as the uh, Roosevelt administration. Uh, there is absolute, it is an incredible like, thing. It's, there is a non-existent theory that is constantly being attacked. Uh, some years ago in my newspaper column, I challenged anybody to cite any economist outside of an insane asylum who had ever made that argument. Nobody ever, ever ever came up with a single person. So when Barack Obama says in this past July, quote, we were told that prosperity... Ask who told him. Nobody told him. Nobody no told him. No economist has ever held that. No, no politician has ever said it. I don't know of anybody who's ever said it. In fact, uh, when I put this out, and I went, when I went out a nationally syndicated column, uh, various people uh, wrote me and said, well, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said it. Find me the person who said it. I don't want to hear how... you. A said that B said, find me B and show me where he said it. And that was years ago. Not one example has been offered. Folks, I have researched this extensively. He is correct. There is no theory of trickle down. Economic theory. In other words, this does this, does this, does this, tax cuts here, move money here. There, It doesn't exist. So what is it? It's just a bullshit talking point Democrats use to make you think rich people are stealing your money. Here's the question, though. If you are poor, how did they steal your money? Has anyone thought of this? If you're poor, how did they take it from you? You don't have it. That's why you're poor. How did they do that? No one asks even basic questions about this. No one has effed over the middle class more than Biden. Here's a clip from Fox this weekend. They're getting ready now to ban ceiling fans. They're going to put thousands of people out of work. Because they're going to, what, not ban them, I shouldn't say. They're going to do what they always do. Set a new set of standards, making them totally impractical to build. So they're going to put thousands of people out of work. And then people who can't afford central air, who may cool their homes with heating, with ceiling fans. Yeah, you're screwed too. But here's your big warrior for the middle class. This is after they went after gas stoves. Stoves and are looking to get rid of cars, too. Gas-powered cars. Here, listen to this. The Department of Energy has a new proposed rule that would make ceiling fans more energy efficient so that they are more climate-friendly. The Department of Energy is saying this about their new rule. The proposed standards for ceiling fans are projected to yield significant environmental benefits. DOAE maintains that environmental and public health benefits associated with the more efficient use of energy are important to take into account when skittering considering the need for national energy conservation. But you can't blow past the cost new regulations would have on the ceiling fan industry. According to the Department of Energy's own analysis, the new rules would save households about $39 over the lifespan of the new energy-efficient fan. But the cost to manufacturers in an increased equipment will cost about $86 million. Republicans on the House Small Business Committee writing to Energy Secretary Granholm this, this rule would require new Numerous small business fan manufacturers to redesign their products and may put between 10 and 30 percent of small business ceiling fan manufacturers out of business. There we go. There's only one in every town in Florida. Multiples down here. 
you know, ceiling fans, a little less expensive than blowing the AC at 68 degrees all day. Ah, don't matter. Don't matter. You get the big middle finger. Don't worry. They're in it for the middle class. Oh, here's another one. After making up trickle down, putting people out of business in the ceiling fan and gas stove business. Here, now the Biden alcohols are saying uh, they're going to limit beers to two a week. That's their new suggestion there. Okay, good luck with that. That's going to go over really well. Maybe, here's an idea. Maybe people don't really give a shit what you think about their beer drinking behavior. After you ever think of that? Like why you would listen to a guy who talks about economics. Why you would listen to him about your beer drinking is like beyond me. Why would anybody give a shit? But don't worry, they're in it for the middle class, folks. Why oh, is another one? A black market, man. But, uh, right, right. Black market for beer. That'll be next. <laughs> It'll be a Chinese social credit scoring system if you buy beer. Your insurance will go up because it'll be monitoring you through a CBDC. The dreadful governor of Michigan who desperately wants to run for president, Gretchen Whitmer, who is absolutely awful, one of the worst in the country. Do you hear about this? Don't worry, folks. Democrats are all about the middle class. They want to use GPS to monitor your car so they can tax you on the miles you drive? Why do they want to do that? Here's the hilarious part. Because their green agenda, they mandated that cars become less safe by becoming more fuel efficient. So by being that you're not buying as much gas as you were 30 years ago, gas taxes have gone down. So now they want to tax you more. So instead of a gas tax, they want to watch you. You think they're not going to exploit that? Wait, go back to that. Here's the art, John Miller. You know what's going to happen. Police will say they need the data to catch criminals. Insurance companies will next get the data and they'll set your rates. Public health officials will want access to enforce lockdowns in the future. Ideologues will want to know who parked near the wrong political rallies. Each concession will deliver a ding to personal liberty. Ding, 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 John Miller. This is coming, but they're the party in the middle class, folks. No gas stoves, no gas cars, no ceiling fans, outdoor barbecues. They don't want anything. But they're the party of the middle class. Trickle down. It's all trickle down. Don't worry, folks. Oh, did you see this one? This Wall Street Journal article? Oh, Biden's EV push through the Inflation Reduction Act, which subsidized a bunch of electric vehicles for rich guys to buy. You know, they're putting union jobs out of, out of union workers out of work in the car industry. No. Yes. Why is that? Because electric cars have a lot fewer parts because there's no, uh, obviously, pistons. They don't have an engine, a gas-powered engine. So they have fewer parts. They require less labor. So a lot of union auto workers are going to lose their jobs. I thought he was the middle-class guy. I thought he was the middle-class guy. What happened about that? Oh, now, not to mention real, real wages going down. Everybody's screwing you over. Real wages getting uh, going way down. Even PolitiFact had to acknowledge that. They had to give him a half-true. Take-home pay for workers is going up. This is the dreaded Lewis Jacobson who's trying to cover for them. Oh, it's half-true. No, it's not. They're not going up. Since Biden got into office, they've been outpaced by inflation. Your wages have gone down. That's a fact. It's not half true. It's fake. It's a fake story. Your real wages went down. How is that? I thought he was for the middle class. He's a bullshit artist. Everything they tell you is a freaking lie. Everything. All right, folks, I got to rock and roll. Thank you so much again for tuning in. 67,600. That's a great Monday. Really appreciate you all tuning in. Join us for the live chat. I promise any changes to the show, we will give you uh, announced way in advance. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Go there. Click that follow button. Join us every day at 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. Please download the app. We'd really appreciate you downloading the Rumble app. Follow the show on Apple and Spotify. I'll be back here tomorrow. There's a bunch of stuff I didn't get to, including this Vax mandate. There's another Vax mandate coming, I'm sure of it. So don't miss that. See you back here tomorrow at 11 a.m. As always, thanks for tuning in. 
See you tomorrow, folks. You just heard Dan Bongino.